everybody, and we are back for another episode of the Kitty Box. We were gone for a little minute. We are back with the jump off. We have missed y'all, and I have missed each of y'all. How are y'all doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. Feeling good. Good. Happy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just working out, child, and trying to make it shake. I've been doing good. Uh, I've missed you guys as well. Definitely been a while. Um, just been busy, trying to keep myself busy and trying to get back to a little bit of normalcy post COVID. Um, I've been going out a lot more, and even just by myself, just going out to different restaurants. Mm-hmm. And stuff. You sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You've been living. You've been living, honey. <laughs> And that's what he's supposed to do. We are in our yes. 30s. We're supposed to live. But, but you, hold on. I'm sorry to stop this real quick. But let me tell you this, because I have to get her together. You telling me you're doing all this living, oh. but you never come back to the girls and tell oh. us what's been happening late in the midnight hour. I cannot believe that you're doing all of this living and you ain't. Well, what's the well, tea? Look, well, well, look, ain't, ain't nothing in certain. <laughs> so are we having fun? And it's 13. Um, Are we having fun? With the people's? No. Girl, we... Uh, look, look, if you got a special mama... mama wait, if you got a special mama... I smell it. Oh, okay. It's a backstage moment. Okay, okay. But yeah, like I was saying, like, that's what people want to be doing, though, because we're 30. We're in our prime. And, you know, a lot of times people think that because we have turned 30 in the gay culture, like, it's time to grab the cane and sit your AARP ass down. And that is not how life works. Like, the engine is just starting and it's time to really live life. Um, What do y'all think about that stigma, about the 30-year-old stigma when it comes to gay people? I honestly used to feel that way when I was younger, when I was, you know, a young teenage girl, you know. Um, I used to think like once you hit 30, 35, that you are definitely old. But now that I'm 36, I feel better than I felt then. So, um, and I guess just where I am in my life and stuff and who I am as a person, I just feel like I'm a better person now than, you know, back when I was 18, 19 and a young college student and all that shit, so. I definitely think that's some bullshit. Exactly. Bobby? I believe that it's white women, white men, well, certain groups of white men and the gay community that care so much about a time frame. So much to the point, it's so heavily embedded in our community that I was taught that young. And I was like a 30 child, you're, they calling you an elder. They saying you don't belong in a club, child. They saying you don't belong in certain of the, the, the young spaces. And I'm just like, bitch, at 30, that's when you're really coming to know who you are. You've had some experiences. You've made some mistakes. You're learning from them and you're trying to apply them. Not saying you got it all together because I don't think anybody truly has it all together. Everything is, you know, a process. And uh, even 80-year-olds have, you know, to learn some shit. But no, I don't like that stigma. I think it's negative and it makes people feel rushed, like they have to rush in their 20s and stuff like that. No, girl, live through your 20s, relax, take your time, girl. Nothing is guaranteed, nothing's promised. Relax. That's why all these girls got high blood pressure, girl. Fucking liver levels are up the roof, girl. Chill out, bitch. Enjoy the journey. There are certain things you should have accomplished by 30 or by your 30s, or do you feel like that stigma needs to be done away with as well? Everyone moves at their own pace. 
Yeah, that's wow. true. I can't say, which is kind of weird. When I was like 20 and 21, I used to, because I've always been attracted to older guys. Yeah. So it's weird for me to have, to have had those sentiments then, but try to date somebody that, that age, you know? So that's always weird, you know, when I think about that shit, but, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I, I do think that everybody moves at their own pace, but I think that just socially, you know, in order to just relate to your age group, there is a ground level of things that you need to accomplish. You know, I, I'm not saying you should have, you know, degrees and, you know, all of this and all of that, but I think in order to have a life experience, you know, like a job at some point, you know, you know, moving out of your parents' home or traveling or just ground level things that adults your age do just so you can relate. Cause if not, then you'll be a recluse and you won't relate. And then before you know it, you'll be 45 years old in your parents' basement, not having any friends because what you never live your life. Jacking off into a sock. <laughs> girl, get your <laughs> life together, girl. <laughs> what were we thinking? It never, that, I don't think that was smart at all. I think that's very unsanitary, first of all. What is we young. Who did that? In oh, the words of Adele, when we were young. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, it had to go somewhere. <laughs> it's very common. It's very common. It, please ignore YB because you know how he is. Honey, it was either that or I remember, honey, my homegirl told me one time, she's like, yeah, you know, um, I don't know what's going on in my son's room because his every there's like an area close to his bed that the floor is crunchy. I said, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I said, um, I, I can tell you what that is. She was like, what is it? I said, baby, he's letting off. He's, he's unloading onto the floor, child. Yes. And so she was like, whoa. I was like, yeah, yeah so just tell him. She's like, can you talk to him? So I spoke to him. I was like, hey, bro, just use a sock. <laughs> Please, just <laughs> use a sock or old towel, child, oh, or so, something. Yeah, or that you don't want anymore. Something that you don't want to put in the wash because mama going to know. When she got to open your shirt like a book, she yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. She was so tur she was so I was like, yeah, you gotta go somewhere. But um I do want to go back real quick. Um I definitely feel what you were saying about you know having certain things accomplished at a certain point in your life. I believe that those things are innate and it should be uh, an automatic given um in the space of you know when you're growing up, you're supposed to have certain things accomplished, but I feel like this generation puts too much pressure on themselves. Yeah, absolutely. In a world that's ran by social media, you have all of these things that are on the internet, all of these things that people make it seem like it's unattainable, but they have this lure about it that kind of like get you going and you want to mature too fast. You want to get through life too fast. And I feel like people end up making those big mistakes um, that they end up regretting because they want to rush the process of life. And it's just like, no, you have to be how can I put this? You have to be stable enough to endure certain parts of life. Does that make sense? And I feel like if you grow up too quickly, you won't get the endurance that you need to be able to fight off whatever life is going to inevitably throw at your ass as you, you know, go on your journey. True. But if you don't keep up with the pace of life, when those obstacles come your way, you will be left with no tools to fight back. So, I mean, that's the catch-22. You don't want to go too far ahead, but you don't want to... It's a balance. Yeah, there is definitely a balance. It's a balance, yeah. But I do feel like 
parents sometimes too, along and along with children, you know, that social conditioning that children have, again, based on what they're seeing in the outside world and these uh, fucking unrealistic standards everyone's, everybody wants to keep up with, it's detrimental in a lot of ways to the extreme. So kids now are more susceptible to mental illness and we wonder why, because it's the pressures of the world. Like you gotta have this by the time you're 25, you gotta have this amount of money. Like every ad you see is about, do you wanna be the only 16 year old making a hundred thousand dollars from home? You know, buy NFTs, like you, you, all yeah. of this stuff, fashion, imagery, like all of this stuff is like, girl, like the kids already have a rough road ahead of them. They don't need to add those pressures as well, especially when it's, 14, 15, 16 year olds worrying about designer brands. And it's like, girl, you ain't even got no motherfucking job. True. But that's the way, that's the way that the culture runs. So they want to train them up young because now it's, it's a highlight. You know, if you're on Indeed or, you know, whatever job board or whatever, and you're looking for a job, it's a highlight when you see something that says unlimited overtime. You want to take away the little free time I have to offer me more work time. And that's supposed to excite me. So that I could, you know, attain more. And it's just like that balance that we were talking about when it comes to, you know, keeping up, you know, mentally, you've lost physically because you you're pouring everything into into work. But I mean you live a good life, but you you have no sleep. And mm. is it worth it? You know? Why be you I'm I'm pretty sure you could chime in on that because there were a time like when you you were young, you was all about the point, you was working three, four jobs at a time and you were able to live your life, but were you? Honey, I was working seven days a week. Now the checks were lovely. When I that was my only motivation. I did that shit for two years. And when I tell you, financial freedom was great because it was like the first time in my life where I did not want for shit. Okay. But when I mean I was only getting about two to four hours of sleep a day. And when you have lack of sleep, the mental fuckery that goes to take place. You go to doing some erratic things like lack of sleep is it's really true what the doctors say. So if the kids are listening, it's true. Get your rest, get your eight to 12 hours if you can, because if you don't and you run yourself into the ground trying to keep up, trying to chase that bag too much, too, child. Well, I ain't, ain't nothing wrong with chasing the bag too much, but just know your limit and know when to say, you know, I maybe I need to pull back real quick because during that time period, I made a lot of unhealthy life decisions. They just based off just being psychologically fucked because I had sleep deprivation. It was real. Like, mm, I don't ever want to go back to that if I don't have to. Yeah. So, y'all buy Tika. Y'all help the doll out when Tika Naturals comes back out, bitch. Hello, shameless plug. Hello, God. Uh, when Tika Naturals comes back out, y'all make a bitch rich. Make a shorty rich, bitch. Gave him my name. Cop the one to the three just to see if the... Uh, I forgot the rest, but go ahead. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> go ahead and ask my why I have an attitude right now. <laughs> You're coming soon. <laughs> I think it's nothing wrong with chasing a bag, especially at a young age. Um, I definitely think that there just has to be a balance. And Kat, you kind of touched on it, but mm -hmm. as far as in your 20s, I think that that is the perfect time to really find out who you are as a person, which is what you're supposed to be doing. Um, hence, having a relationship, maybe a full-on serious relationship with somebody i think that's important in your 20s to probably go ahead and figure out what you're willing to deal with so by the time you're 30 you're like okay i'm not fucking with that etc um also traveling 
and uh, just getting exposed to different cultures and shit. I think that's important to do in your 20s as well. Um, like you said, Kat, so you don't get left behind when you're 35 and, you know, your friends are going on a trip and bitch, you ain't got no passport or nothing. Because <laughs> you just, you're just so far behind. And also when you get to these places, you know how to act and know what to expect. Um, what else? What else? What else? I would say going out, room, going out in general, because a lot of times, you know, especially with the, you know, pandemic, a lot of times we'll be such recluses and we're stuck in the house. And I know I'm one of them. I will find something on a television and binge watch eight seasons of it. And before you know it, two months have gone by and outside of work and seeing my parents in just everyday life, I haven't been social at all. So sometimes that stifles you and it, that contributes to social anxiety and just like almost a dismemberment between you and society because you feel like a fish out of water. Because I know for me, a lot of times before I started getting social again, when I would be out, I would just want to go home because that was my safe place. Like I was okay being out, but I couldn't wait till I got home because I was comfortable and I could take off whatever mask I was wearing and just be myself. So I think being social also is very healthy. So that way you can balance, you know, the two and know how to function when you go out to these places in, in your town, let alone in another country. Speaking of early 20s and, you know, doing things and season opportunities, um, I got this from Poor Minds, actually, so I want to bring it to the Kitty Bugs. In your 20s, can y'all remember a time or was there ever a time where y'all fumbled the bag? Because, I mean, now life is all about getting to the bag and getting more money and, you know, is there, can y'all have a, do y'all have a memory? Is there any memory that y'all have where there was an opportunity before you and you didn't seize it the right way? And had you seized it, your life would probably be different now. Interesting question. Um... I have two instances. So I'll just go ahead and go real quick. <laughs> when I was as soon as I got out of foster care I ended up linking up with this program and they like helped you you know with like aftercare services and shit like that so they can you can be on the road of independence darling and they knew they used to do this like questionnaire and like ask you like what are your dreams goals you know career goals that type of shit at the time fashion was like my life and I was like, child, I would love to, you know, do something in fashion, styling or designing of some type. You know, I, all I knew is, bitch, I wanted my own fashion line. And the guy who ran the program, one of the donors to the program was the husband of uh, the creator of Nine West. And I was so jaded and just messed up in the head from all the shit that I had gone through and that transition was not fucking easy because they do not prepare you for shit when you are about to age out so and because like I'm still trying to kind of adapt to this new world that I'm in I was emotionally immature and I had to be real about that too I was very emotionally immature and I they said if you do x y and z I, all I had to do was enroll into college you know, get a good little GPA. These people were really gonna help me accomplish this goal. And uh, for the life of me, yeah, I enrolled in the college, but I didn't stay, but like 30 days just to get that financial aid check. Hello God, again, being an idiot, young and stupid. Um, and uh, fumbled that bag because I, I, I messed up that opportunity. 
Um, ain't no telling where I would have been right now, girl, if I would have yeah, followed through with that, bitch. I would have been. You never know. You never know, child. But uh, and I had an opportunity to work with a cruise line. Like when I moved back to Florida back in like 2012, um, I did have an opportunity. But I was like, damn, I just moved back here. And I just, even though at the time it would have been easy because I was staying with a friend. So it's not like I would have been left behind an apartment or a car or anything. But it was like, damn, like I didn't see that being in my cards. And I felt like that could have been the, I felt like I should have took that opportunity. Um, because when things present themselves to me on those types of levels, I feel like it's a blessing. And I think I pushed that blessing away because, you know, when you on the cruise ship, that all that money goes to you. You can pay your taxes whenever later, child, with your 1098 or have whatever that form is called, child. You know, and you get nothing. Where are you going to spend the money at? You're on a ship for six months. Yeah. I could have been stacking that bread, honey, like for real. Um, but yeah, those are like the two. Yeah. Okay. I don't like to live in a world of regret, but just the advice that I have for anybody going through that, if an opportunity that seems like it just came out of nowhere and it's mysterious, that's probably God giving you something, kind of giving you a gift that will save your life or save your situation. Don't let fear rule you, bitch. Mm -hmm. Jump out there. You get one life. Amen. Yeah. Our, um, my example of fumbling the bag, it may seem a little weird, but um, just a little backstory, like I've always wanted to be an attorney since I was like in second grade. Like Judge Judy was my favorite show. Like I used to run home from the bus stop to like make sure that I got. Cause she had my four o'clock. She yes. got my four o'clock, you did not miss her. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I gotta get home. Judge Judy's about to come on. So um, ever since I was in second grade, I wanted to be an attorney. So when I was 25, that's when I decided to Finally, after I took my little break from graduating from undergrad, I was 25 and I was like, okay, it's time for me to go ahead and go to law school. Um, only to get halfway through it to figure out, damn, I don't really want to do this. Now, I wasn't going to drop out because I already had so much money invested in it. And I mean, with a degree, you can pretty much do anything, you know, um, just having a doctorate. But um, I would say where I fumbled was actually going to law school that's what i said this may seem weird because i kind of had a passion for cooking mm. and so i went there thinking that's really what i wanted to do where i could have been putting all that time and money and energy into doing exactly what i'm doing now and i could have probably been way further along now what is or what i do so that's kind of like my fumble and i think that's probably my only I don't want to say regret because like like I said, the degree is awesome and I can do whatever I want to do with it. Um, it doesn't expire or anything like that. But a lot of time, a lot of financial aid, a lot of fucking student loans that I did not have to have. Yeah. That's my fumble. Mine is, I have a two-parter too. Um, mine was college and a particular job. Remember that guy I was telling y'all about, the one who told me on the stairs he was cheating and, you know, I stayed with him and then we was in the club and somebody took the dick and all of that. Well, when we were hot and heavy, like in the middle of it, um, I was working overnight for, um, I don't, Hewlett Packard. I was working for Hewlett Packard overnight and um, I would go 
I would leave my house around eight or so, spend a couple hours with him after work, and then I would go to work. But I was so enthralled and so in love that he would be like, you know, don't go today. You know, don't go today. And I did so many don't go todays where I went one day and I swiped that card, and they was just like, mm mm. Mm And sometimes the card don't, don't work, there's like a security guard to the side that'll like look you up. And she was looking at me like, do you want? I'm like, early, wouldn't waste my time or embarrass me. We both know I'm fired. So let's just, let's just. <laughs> It's just say goodnight, bitch. Let me just go ahead and go. And my second fumble was um, college. Um, I went to college, but I didn't finish. You know, I did my first year, but I played around and I went to all the parties and I got on academic probation. And my mom was like, look, you know, we can't guarantee that you're going to get financial aid because my parents make a lot of money. So we pulled strings and you know got me financial aid for that one semester but we didn't know i was going to continue to go so she was like before i spend my money on something you don't want to do figure out if a college is even something for you and be what you want to do because i'm in college with a major in psychology and a minor in journalism but i'm doing everything else mom is like well, nothing that you're doing in school is for that you know so i took that break instead of just getting my basics done and just forging forward and i can change my major whenever and i still haven't gone back and I feel like, you know, as far as my occupation, I would probably be farther in corporate America had I had a degree in whatever, you know, because I, I'm, I'm starting to learn that they don't really care what the degree is for. Mm. It's a symbol that you completed something and that you see, that you see it through. So I, I see that now and um, I may go back. But I just, even if I go back, I don't feel like it'll be the same experience as I would have had when I was 19, 20 years old. You know, when I was right in the thick of it, when I should have been in college. So yeah, that's the time where I think I fumbled the bag for sure. For sure. You know what? I hate that they, our parents kind of put that on us. Or I guess maybe our generation or so, mm -hmm. because a lot of our parents and grandparents, of course, didn't, you know, really have the opportunities. A lot of them didn't. So they put that pressure on us. Oh, you got to go to college or you got to go to the military. You got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And they're ready to throw your ass out at 18, which that's a whole nother conversation. But they put that pressure on you. You got to go to college. You got to do this. And it's like, first of all, we're still kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though you're 18 and you're legally an adult, but you're still fucking kids. And I think we, since we've been in school for what, 12 years, pretty yeah. much prior to that, like people need a break. And that's why I did that break after I got out of undergrad because I was like, fuck this, like I'm tired of school. I've gone nonstop for 21 years now. Like, I need a break. So putting that uh, stress on kids to go immediately into college and they don't really know what the hell they want to do. Right. I just think that's unfair and it's shitty. And then you end up having a lot of people, you know, partying and not finishing or either choosing to withdraw or just fucking off a bunch of money that their parents are going to have to pay back just because you pressured them into going to school when they're not ready to and they don't even know what the fuck they want to do and for so, me I, I went out and i had so much fun because i had freedom that i didn't have at home like my parents were so sheltering and so protective and i thanked them for it i loved them for it but it it kept me blinded to so much so when i saw the world i was like <gasps> and i just did it you know I, I didn't go too far but everything that i could do within you know the reins of safety i fucking did i i was out there and i was partying and i was standing up and then once i found out that college is not like high school they're not gonna call your mama because you tardy and you're not coming <laughs> so there's no repercut i well there is but i didn't see the consequence in the moment my my consequence was y'all gonna tell my parents and they're gonna be mad at me 
I didn't see the consequence as bitch, you finna flunk out of school. I didn't see that. So because I didn't see a consequence, half the time I wasn't even gone. I was like, girl, fuck. Especially math. Math lab could kiss my entire ass. Like, I went one time, and that was the one and only time I saw that lady the entire semester. Damn, I used to love school. <laughs> now, out of it now, when I see my, my nieces and nephews having fun in school and at the games and stuff, I'm like, bitch, why didn't I have this much fun? Like, I went, but and I had, you know, fun, but bitch, had I known it was like this for real, I, I think maybe because I wasn't this person then. I wasn't this confident and this sure of myself then. Had I been me then, I would have owned high school. Bitch, I, I would, everybody would have been my friend. Like, and I, I'm so happy that my nieces and nephews are living their lives because you only get one, you know, and you only get one childhood and one teenagehood and one early adulthood. Live it up, live it up. I'll be the uncle that'll vouch for you if you do some shit that the, your parents are not proud of. Oh, well, I understand that we're trying to protect them and shelter them and we want them to do what's right, but they have to live. That experience is something you can't get back because I know people now, great individuals, but they are so fucking sheltered. And they don't even realize how, again, disjointed from society they are because they've made isolation normal. You know what, that's, just hearing you say that, I, uh, like my parents, they didn't really shelter me, so I kind of did I was, I was kind of sneaky, you know, I've, I've done shit they didn't know about. Like I was out at parties and I was clubbing in the 21 and up club when I was like 15, 16. Cause mm -hmm. I had a fake ID, you know? So I had kind of moved, kind of grew up fast. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't getting in any trouble. Like I was still smart with it. Um, so I guess by the time I got to college, like I was like, okay, I know this is for real. I know that I want to go to law school. Like I know I have to make good grades and shit like that. So I was kind of, I guess maybe that's why I was so focused. I, I, I still partied and shit like that in college and, um, you know, hung out. I worked, I had my own place and shit like that. Um, but I just, I guess I just was just more so looking at like the end goal. Yeah. I like school. I just, you know, feel like they need to design the curriculum much better. That's things that are closely related to the path you're trying to go down. If yeah. I'm doing it, if my degree was, cause my, I was going for my criminal justice technology degree and I've been to college like three or four different fucking times. And it's just, I'm like maybe eight classes away from achieving my degree, but I can't get past the math child. I'm a dumb bitch when it comes to shit like that. But I can count my coins and I can balance the, the account. I can count though, you know what I'm saying? But I, at, once we get to algebra, get the fuck away from me, honey. Cause I just don't understand why A plus B has to equal X. Why are numbers and letters cohabitating? And you know, I, I don't understand. If that's your only problem, there's a way around it. It may cost you a little something, but remind me to talk to you about it. There's a way around that. If math is your only problem. Math is my only problem. All my core courses are passed and done. And um, I need to take some other ones too, but I just feel like they need, I think they do that. And there was some data some years back that said that they, you know how they have those entry examinations that you have to take? Yeah. Um, prerequisites, I think they call them. And it's geared towards minorities, people of color, because they know that our reading skills, our language arts types of skills, our writing skills, our math skills are not all up to par. We actually test, you know, lower in a lot of those areas amongst our, you know, other racial counterparts, child, uh, white people, you know, I tried to make it sound cute, but white people. Um, 
<laughs> so they do that stuff intentionally. That way we are more uh, weighed down by the work before we can actually accomplish the degree. So I find that really funny. I'm just like, okay. And there was a conversation a while back that they were going to go ahead and eradicate that from, you know, co the college experience altogether because of that fact. Because um, again, why does any of, I want to be criminal justice, honey. I'm not trying to be a mathematician. Hello, God. I'm not, a, I'm not trying to be the professor right. of math. Right. right. I'm not trying to solve crimes, girl. What's algebra going to do for that? Right. And if, it, and, if I, and if it is needed, that's what they got a crime lab for. Hello, God. Yeah or any of these degrees for that matter. And I, I hate how, like, if you want to, like, omit the parts that don't matter, then they just want to give you a certificate and send you on your way. And it's like, no, I, I deserve to be degree just like everybody else. I was going for psychology. Outside of counting my money when it hits my account, what math do I need to know about reading people's minds? Like, I, I don't, you know, I, but yeah, I understand. I understand, so, um, we talked about a number of things tonight. I want y'all to hop in the comments and talk to us about a time you fumbled the bag. Um, just how, how your 20s was and how your 30s are in contrast to your 20s. We would love to hear that. And we are introducing a new segment. Well, two new segments tonight and moving forward. The first one is we are bringing it to the box. And y'all can participate in this as well. So we're going to talk about a TV show, a song, a film, a moment, a look that just stood out to us. It doesn't have to be relevant or recent to the conversation. Um, but yeah, just just something to engage more with you guys. So I'll let YB kick it off. What's your, what are you bringing to the box? A moment. And I think it's, you know, something that we could just, you know, chime in real quick about and what our thoughts are. I truly believe uh, the Queen of England has been dead for years now. <laughs> I truly believe so. <laughs> you know what's yeah. so funny? I'm laughing because I believe it. I just talked to my friend Shay. Shout out to Shay. She does watch our show. Um, hey. She lives in London. And I was thinking, I saw that, hey. that Hollywood Unlocked um, post early and I was like, yeah. the queen dead. She said, child, I think that woman's been there for weeks. <laughs> she said, that's why all this shit has been coming up about who's going to be the successor. Like just out of nowhere, all this, you know, all of that talk started coming out. Who's going to be the, the queen and she's the, the, the old mistress of, you know, whatever. Yes, I heard that. And nobody she was the mistress or whatever. Uh -huh. Well, she was, that's so funny you said that. She just told me that today. She said, I don't think that bitch been dead for weeks. And she's, just, been, and she's been dead. She's been dead. That been done, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that man that, like, that crinkly old man? That crinkly old man, that was her brother? Yeah. That died, like, maybe, what was it, last year? It looked like he was the walking dead. Yeah. <laughs> he looked dead. It's almost like they're they're parading their corpses around and they're like the puppet masters. Like it's Ooh, just what full if of they were? And stuff. What if he was dead in that car, y'all? <laughs> well, you know they set up Princess Diana, so there's no telling what else they can do with their trickery. That shit was fucked up. Wait, I don't want to be ignorant. Allegedly, let me stay there. Allegedly, that's why I don't like the queen. That's why I don't like the queen of England. Miss Elizabeth is a mess. How regal would she be if she was still here now? Like right. Diana was that. Girl. She probably would have already solved world hunger by now. 
I could just see her. Her and Angelina Jolie would have got this. Yeah. Oh, you forgot one very. But no, Angelina part. Jolie would have been trying to eat her pussy, child. So. Oh God. <laughs> she would have let her. Angela, Angelina, I would let her eat my pussy. Angelina Jolie is fine. <laughs> I was going to say, I could just see her and Michelle Obama being like, be a. Be a Ooh, <laughs> Because you know she was for the people. You know that I am And I could see her living for the um mixed fish. Megan. Prince, Prince yeah, Miss Megan Markle. I could see her living for her. She would have and it would have pissed Harry and his wife off because she would have just welcomed them with open arms. <laughs> yes. William, that raggedy. Something about him just I, mm. But yeah, that's my moment, actually. That's my moment. I do believe that she's been done. Her broccoli has wilted, girl. Like, I felt like it's been happened. Hello, I don't know how many ways I can put it, but child, we don't have to We don't have to prepare the others at all because, girl, they've already prepared her body many moons ago, child. So um, if there's anything I will agree with that starved, you know, polar bear, built ass a bitch, Jason Lee, is I'll agree with him on that, girl. She's been dead. What is your team with Jason Lee? I he is a he is You're a mess. Cause I've seen you like go off on him a couple of times, but I never knew what the, the Child, way. he is tried. It that, is it from that moment where you hopped in his comments and um, what's his name had got you together or tried to? Oh, it was the ducklet ducklets comment that I made. It was this was like a couple years ago, and I commented and I was like, damn, I was like, you know, Jonathan Shaban. Mm-hmm. The guy, you know, he used to he, be with Cam and them, right? Yeah, he used to be. Yes, got to because he was selling their secrets, child. He was selling state secrets, and they had to get rid of the snake in the camp, child. And he was stealing all their Botox creams and stuff and injections, girl. And it's just a mess. That's why he looks like a living flotation device now. You could ride his back if the plane were to go down, child. Hello, God, and he'll take you to safety, honey. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, girl. He's built like an overdone macaroon. Hello, God. But um, <laughs> it's been done, bitch. Um, but I made a comment underneath the long story short, made a comment. I was like, damn, you know, he needs to stop with the lip injections. And it was just really me just being funny and trolling around a little bit. And because I, I was really invested in, you know, Hollywood Unlocked. I really did live for that whole situation. I liked Jason at, at a time, but I always thought he was condescending and very rude to people. And mostly his guests and his female guests. I never really liked that. And I always felt like he over-sexualized his male guests as well and to make them uncomfortable. And I don't live for niggas like that because they give the community a bad name. Right. So um, he, uh, Jonathan Shaban reacted and said something to me. He said, oh, no, I've never had lip injections. And we left it alone. And then Jason actually brought it up on his show because he that I like maybe some weeks later he had him on as a guest on the Hollywood Unlocked show and I saw the episode and Jason Lee and him were basically laughing at the fact that I was called a mutt so you knew who I so you had to go through my page to see a picture of me because I don't have one on my profile so you did some shopping and to call me a mutt because you know that's a um a racial epithet towards a mixed person so called me a mutt and I probably have ducklets so you know when I do certain pictures I I do, girl, because I'm half black, honey. My people are from Wakanda. What the fuck are you talking about? That's why I'm built like this, honey. And naturally, girl. Hello, God, and shout out to Ticket Natural. Okay, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I just went on this whole thing, child. <laughs> We're trying to find out why you don't like Jason Lee. Oh, but yeah, they laughed together and kikied and totally disrespected me. And at least if you're going to do that shit, shout me out, nigga. Hello, God. So at that point, it is what it is. Is it fair? I mean, because you took a shot at him. So do you think that it's fair for him to clap back? I wasn't even talking about Jason. I was talking about the melted face God, um, Jonathan Shabon. That's his homegirl. They're trying to be homegirls because, you know, Jason is a leech. Child, Jason is as much Jonathan's homeboy as he is Beyonce's. And we all saw how Beyonce was ducking and dodging that nigga when he was down the Rock Nation brunch. No, ma'am. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But save the polar bears. Hopefully, you know, climate change doesn't rid us of them and their existence. Yikes. Jason. Mm. Look like y'all could be. Oh, girl. I, well. <laughs> I feel like outside of this is being done naturally, honey. No one's cutting me. No one's cutting me. I feel like the banter y'all give would be a kiki. I'm not gonna lie. The banter would be a kiki. Because y'all pretty without making anybody feel uncomfortable, y'all pretty much have the same vulgar mind when it comes to men and dick. I don't disrespect men, and I'm not. You know, I would never do what he does to men or what he does to women. That's a legend. Moving on. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> so, Jay, what are you My moment, well, I guess it's a moment. Um, have you guys tapped into Inventing Anna on Netflix? A friend was just telling me about that. Um, it is so good. Is it good? It is so good. It, okay. um, basically, it's a scamming ass bitch who <laughs> has these delusions of grandeur and the words of YP. <laughs> we, we, um, she's this poor person and kind of sweeps her way into high society in New York and she's mm-hmm. on yachts and she has created this whole identity. She, the bitch is stealing money. She has friends giving her money. Like when I tell you the tender swindler didn't have shit on this bitch, like she was that girl. And also I love um, Laverne Cox is in it as well as like mm-hmm. one of my best friends. And she was probably one of my favorite characters out of that. She did really well in that. And there's also this other black girl. I'm not sure of her name. Um, it's black actress, but um, she was like writing for this girl, and like it is really good. I just say check it out. I recommend everybody check it out. I watched it in like a whole day because I couldn't turn it off. But. It's eight episodes. Nine. Nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm gonna add that to my list. You do the same. I'll be everybody in the comments. Inventing Anna. If you have already checked it out, let us know what you think. And if not, add it to your list. I'm gonna check it out because people have definitely told me about it. So I'm definitely gonna check it out. Now, what I'm bringing to the box is also something, well, it's a two-parter. Something from Netflix and um, something from just network television. I recently got into Abbott Elementary. You guys, you guys, it is so good. I love it so much. Incredible cast. The kids are incredible. It's a 30-minute, you know, uh, sitcom. So it's not really long. And um, I think it comes on ABC on Tuesday, or it comes on something on Tuesdays. Um, but um, it's it's really really great. Um, it stars Quita Bronson and um, Cheryl Lee Ralph and some other familiar faces. The principal is hilarious. The kids are hilarious too. And the other thing I want to bring to the box is the new Chainsaw Massacre movie. I had an opportunity to see that, and um, I like it. You know, I. <sighs> 
I'm not really into cannibalism like that. So the original Chainsaw Massacre and the beginning and those things that feed into that, I don't really get into. So my the only Chainsaw Massacre movies I'll watch is a 2003 version with Jessica Biel and this one here. Because I tried to watch the 3D version and that is completely stupid. Like, stupid. So yeah, y'all get into that. Let me know what y'all think. If I had to rate it, I would give it... Um, a six out of ten, only because the storyline is really stupid. It follows um, social media influencers who want to buy this deserted western town of Harlow, Texas, and Leatherface lives there. And then when they get to fucking with him, he turns into Leatherface and he does his thing. But it's just like hmm, the math just ain't mathing. But I guess y'all need to do a movie. It's it's a good watch. It's, just shy of an hour 30 minutes it's a really good film so if y'all haven't already check out the chainsaw massacre on netflix i'm definitely going to check out ever elementary as well i've been seeing so many like comments about how, how hilarious it is it is it, it gives you how can i put this it's like it's a mockumentary like the office but it's in a school so and, and you know so they they are very aware of the cameras but just the shit that goes down is just so funny, you know? I think it's, it's very, very, very entertaining. Cool. So now, um, the second segment that we're gonna bring to the Kitty Box, and we're gonna make this a recurring thing, is the Kitty Club combo. So basically, um, you can hit us up on Instagram at Kitty Box Podcast and DM us a question or something you'd like us to talk about or a question you want us to answer, and we will answer it on the following episode. So, um, I put it in the chat, y'all. So, one of y'all read the question. Okay. So, we have a question here. Hey, Kat, YB, and Jace. I love this show and have been a fan since season one. I have a question that hopefully one of you can answer. So, there's this guy that I like that really pays me no mind, in my opinion. We text here and there but nothing serious or leading to anything romantic. But then there's this other guy who I'm not really attracted to like the first guy, but he's always texting me and hinting at how he wants to be my boyfriend. What should I do? Should I take a chance on the guy I really want to date or should I settle for the guy that wants me more? Ciao. Mm. Mm. I could be really short with this. Okay, go ahead. Go with who likes you. That's what you're supposed to do. Whether it's a person of a different race, a different, like, whatever. Just go with whoever loves you and gives you what you want. But didn't didn't this person say, though, like, if I can remember correctly, didn't this person say that they weren't feeling the same about the person who liked them as much as they felt about the initial person? So what do you do in that situation? You know, you go with the person that wants you more, but if you don't really see it for them, I mean. Well, yeah, I guess that wouldn't be the. Why the hell we always want what doesn't want us? Why is that so attractive? Why is the, why? I just want to know why. And And I'm asking that even for myself too, because I fall victim to the same trap, the same life bullshit. So it's like, why? If this person is paying, you are, and you, and the fact is we walk in the awareness of it. You sit here and said, you know, he pays you no mind, bitch. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, and, and my bad, this isn't an attack on that person. Yeah, you know, no, we, we appreciate the question, but it's like, why do we do this to ourselves? And then we wonder why these things don't work out for us. Yeah. Well, and then uh, they're, the obviously, they're obviously considering dating the other person, even though they may not be physically attractive. That's how I took that. They may not be as physical. You know what I mean? And I, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Just because the guy isn't as good, the, the guy that this person wants isn't given as much attention as the other guy, we're, we're not sure that he's not interested. You know, he's just. You know, maybe some people are weird like that. That goes back to that social awkwardness that we were talking about earlier. What if he's one of those individuals? He or she, because we don't, what is the guy? So what if he is one of those individuals that is just, you know, like, I like you, but I don't, you know, I don't want to overdo it. And because of what I know, if, if he's socially awkward, because of what I know of society, if you put too much effort, you're seen as thirsty. And I don't want to run this person away. So let me, you know, because they, they do say the person with the most power has the least interest. I mean, I feel that. I just feel like if this person is not showing you anything, you, you've said it. I mean, he pays you no mind. You text here and there, but nothing serious or leading to anything romantic. But you have someone else who's actively pursuing you yeah. and showing you interest. I question, did you even take your time to even try to get to know that person before you wrote them off? I will say that at least entertain it because I, I mean, if there's nothing romantic and you're not willing to take a chance on it, then basically you and the person that you like are just going to be friend zoned for the remainder of y'all's relationship. But if this guy is liking you, even if it doesn't work, try, you know, you know that he, there's an interest there. So he's going to whine and he's going to die on you. So at the very least, you're going to have a good time. You may not be sexually attracted to him, but you're going to have a good time. Now, who knows? Well, see, he, 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 we all done fell in love with an ugly nigga before because his his he, the game was right. right, the talk game was right. He treated yeah. you like a queen, bitch. I don't have that confidence. We all dated somebody who we like look back and be like, "Bitch, what was I?" Yeah, vulgar wolf status. That, that confidence <laughs> is on ten. You gotta have that confidence and that swag. We've been there. Yeah, but I say to that person, just go with whoever likes you. Like, don't yeah. say or, or settle for no bullshit just because the person may not be as attractive as you think. Just give it a chance and explore it and see where it goes. Because you know, ugly niggas gonna fuck you. Fall in love with him. Exactly. So you never know. That's why I think it's so um, And we're in our 30s. You know, I don't know how old you are, baby, but we're in our 30s. You know, live your life. Just because you dating the one that likes you more don't mean you can't still text the one you like, you may break him down eventually. You never know, but have fun. Don't, you know, don't sit by the phone wasting time waiting on somebody who ain't waiting on you because while you waiting on him, he out living his life with somebody he do find attractive. So girl, don't, don't do something like that. But yeah, this was an incredible episode. You guys make sure you hop in the comments and y'all give this person some advice. If y'all know something we don't, if y'all have something to say to this person, if y'all have a story, well, don't put it in the comments because we ain't gonna put you out like that. But Hit us up in the DMs and we will bring it to the box and we will talk about it. We will have some Kitty Club convo. But this was a great episode, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. We love you. And we will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye, guys.